Welcome to the Enduring Churches Podcast. I'm Alan and I'm here with Trent and we are so glad to be with you today as we encourage you and your church to endure in ministry. So Trent, I am excited to be with you today and uh, I know we've got a lot to talk about today. So why don't you tell us what we're going to be talking about today? Well, man, it's good to get to see you, Alan, and I'm excited that people listen to us and and uh and so today we want to talk about one of the things I think will help you to endure, endure I can't say the word now, endure <laughs> with joy in ministry. And uh, so, you know, today I want us to talk about that sometimes as pastors, we get hypercritical. And so we want to talk about don't become a professional Pharisee. Um, I was reading in scripture we're going through um, the New Testament and been reading in the passages where the Pharisees were just always following Jesus and dogging him and trying to find ways and being critical of everything he did. And I'm sure that wore him out. And, and so, but I see pastors doing that same kind of thing in ministry. And so today we want to talk a little bit about that and why that's bad and what, why we shouldn't do that. Yeah, it, it is something, and you watch it, it, it's a growing thing. It doesn't start subtle, it, it starts subtly and gets worse and worse. I think the Gospel of Mark, actually, when you read Mark chapter 1 and Mark chapter 2, I think you can kind of see how that unfolds. The Pharisees have some questions and concerns up first, and it just, by the end of Mark 2, it's, it's, it's downright anger and, and full-blown full, and full attack. And it makes you wonder: Did the Pharisees really see that that fade into to what they were becoming as well? Who knows? Uh, we certainly can't go back and see that, but we've certainly seen enough evidence in in our own lives and in our own experiences to know that that people can start out pretty cool and pretty awesome, and somewhere take a wrong turn and end up in Pharisee land. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and so the opposite of that, as we talk through these things, we're going to talk about, you know, things that we become critical of. But, um, you know, when we think of that, the opposite of that is joy and peace, which are the fruits of the Spirit. And so when we're, when we're being critical and, and just constantly judgmental, of, especially those other folks in ministry, I think that sucks the joy and peace. Out, and, and I believe it runs people away, too, from us. Yeah, you're you're definitely right with that. And I think there's a difference between at times having a level of critique but being critical. And I th- do think it's important to talk about that. I mean, certainly if you see something and something feels off or seems off about it, ask yourself why. Um, but we want to avoid getting to that place where we do take on this critical spirit um, that we're going to talk about because that doesn't do any good, especially especially now that we can tweet things and we can put things on Facebook or Instagram or or TikTok videos, whatever it is you want to do. You can put all these things out there that show your critical spirit, and there'll always be someone who wants to applaud your your critical nature, and so it it strokes that, but it puts off a lot more people um, than it brings in. Yeah, you know, and we're supposed to speak the truth in love, but most of the speaking that I see going on these days has no love in it whatsoever. And it is, it's so easy on social media, just like you said, to 
put out these, uh, you know, these thoughts that are very critical. And, and we're, we're certainly not following the biblical example of going to someone individually and saying, hey, this is something that I see that, that concerns me. Let me walk with you. Instead, we, we're going to blast it on Facebook or twi Twitter or whatever. And, just, and, and we believe everything we see on Facebook and Twitter, too, which for the most part is not true when it comes to some of those things about other leaders in ministry. Yeah, it is so easy, even in this day, to take a portion of what someone says and take it and twist it and use it however you want to use it. I mean, we, we know they do that in the political world. We shouldn't, shouldn't be guilty of it in the church world, but we, we often are. So let's, uh, let's kind of jump into our discussion, Trent, and I want to thank you for putting together the notes today. I think this is such a timely and important subject. You know, you and I both come from a Southern Baptist background, and I'd like to say that, that we're really good in this area. <laughs> I think the opposite's true. We, we, this is an area where we struggle um, mm -hmm. quite a bit. But what is, why, why do you think it is that we go after people who seem to be more successful than us? That's kind of, I guess, where we want to begin our discussion today. Yeah, we do pass judgment on those people who seem to be successful. You know, if somebody comes out with a book or a series, boy, the first thing you'll start to see, well, you'll, you'll see two camps. One group that is like, oh, this is the best thing since sliced bread. The other group is like, oh, they're from, they're the spawn of Satan, you know, and there doesn't seem to be much middle ground there. But I, I really, I feel like that, um, you know, we, we, don't want someone else to be successful. And, and it's sad to say, but sometimes we revel when, when uh, those people who are successful, when they get knocked down, you know, and, and it shouldn't be that way. You know, we should be able to celebrate. Um, that's, you know, the, think about the, the Sermon on the Mount that Jesus did. You know, he said to, that we're supposed to mourn with those who mourn and, and, and I think we can also celebrate with those who celebrate, you know, can we, can we not encourage people? Um, but that we do, we do come down hard on those people who seem to be successful. Yeah. And, you know, again, I think it comes to, we, we put success kind of on, on our terms. Why are you successful? You know, when, when uh, I have the same background, I have the same degree, I have the same knowledge base, I have all, you know, why are you successful and why am I not as successful as you? And so we have to kind of expose that, expose that a little bit. And we'll talk about some of the reasons we get critical. But, you know, we think of success that way. But let's just be honest. Sometimes some people are in the right spot at the right time and God allows them to be in the right spot at the right time. Mm -hmm. And it's it's just how it works. You know, it's it's always funny that people don't seem to get too upset over Billy Graham. But, you know, he wasn't. You know, if you evaluated every sermon, um, he probably wasn't the greatest preacher of his day. You know, yeah. he, he probably wasn't a lot of those things. And yet he was successful. He was successful because God gave him the success. Mm -hmm. And and so, you know, who am I to sit around and, and be hypercritical of his ministry when obviously God was involved in, in his ministry? And yet after he died, you start to see people 
well, was he really ever that successful? You know, that was a bad model of evangelism. All of a sudden, everyone's critical yeah. now about someone who was successful is not even here to address it anymore. It just it blows <laughs> my mind some of the things um, that we see yeah. in regards to this. Well, and you know, we, you and I have talked about Ravi Zacharias and all the issues that came up with him, and and one another thing that I've seen is that not only are we critical, but when when somebody messes up, and we all are sinners. I mean, Jesus, when he's confronted with the woman taken in adultery, he, you know, he starts saying, "Hey, whoever's got the first got no sin, you can cast rocks, but everybody else." hold your rocks, you know, uh, and, but with Ravi Zacharias and, and several others who have messed up in ministry, the other side of that is that we have deleted them. We've, we have become the cancel culture that we gripe about in the rest of culture because we've deleted everything about Ravi Zacharias and some others. Um, and, and so that we, we kind of become critical of, uh, Billy Graham, you know, when he's not here to defend himself, same thing with others. And we, we are not supportive in a lot of ways. And, and we need to be supportive of each other in ministry. We, we need to be encouragers. Yeah. And I get, the, you know, I get the fine line, you know, I mean, and I, I understand the fine line of, you know, there was some egregious things going on, but it, but then again, who am I to remember, but for the grace of God go I, you know, yeah. and it's important for us to remember that. Yeah, I was just this week. I was thinking about that because someone mentioned a book, and I thought, "Oh, I read. I remember reading that book. That was a good book." You know, and I remember it was one of those books where it was, a chapter was written by several different people, and it was compiled. Mm -hmm. Bill Hybels had written one of the chapters in it, and I felt oh. like I needed to paraphrase before I mentioned that book that it was it had been re-released. Um, that Bill Hybels had a chapter in there because I, I knew someone would say something about that if I didn't if I didn't preface it. So right. uh, you know we 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 run into those things. You know, so you mentioned that people who are successful. We think about books, and mm -hmm. I, I I do want to say something different about this area of books, Trent. Um, books are not final, are, are not our final word. For, mm -hmm, hopefully, right. the first sermon I ever preached, which was over the character of Thomas in the New Testament, I would hope if I went back and preached a sermon on Thomas today that I would say some different things. And I would hope after 25 years in ministry that I could preach it better than I did that first time I ever <laughs> preached it. I hope so. Yeah. You know, well, I, just, <laughs> I hope that nobody saved my first, my first sermon. <laughs> Somewhere there's a cassette tape. I I, I don't know. I, I I might have to uh, cassette tapes for all you young. But no, never mind. We won't go yeah. there. But, <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, I I think about those books. So when someone mm -hmm. writes a book, of course you're going to have some critique in there. Sure. But recognize that they're just putting their struggles down on paper too, and you're mm -hmm. reading about their struggles, which maybe will help you with your struggles. Yeah. Well, and that, you know, you mentioned Bill Hybels and I mentioned Ravi Zacharias and there's a bunch of others. We could come up with a long list and, um, and you're right. It's, 
it's only by the grace of God that we're not in those same situations. But one of the things I guess that, that shows our critical nature is that we cancel everything that Bill Hybels has ever done. We get rid of all of the, and there's some good stuff that Bill Hybels did. Um, same thing with Robbie and, and others. We, we, we become the cancel culture that we get so frustrated with. We're just like the rest of the culture and we shouldn't be that way. And we're not saying you throw everything under the rug. No, no. no absolutely I mean, those not. things needed to come out. The truth, mm -hmm. those truths needed to come out. Um, but again, it, who are we to keep the laundry airing? <laughs> right. You know, um, the, the victims of abuse, you know, mm -hmm. we need to support them and we need to walk with them. But it's their it's their fight to fight. We don't need we don't need to be the ones, um, you know, we walk alongside them in their fight, but we're not the one that carries the torch for that. And I think that's that's an important that's just an important thought to think about. Now, it's a, it is different maybe when when the people who have been affected don't have a voice of their own, then we certainly need to be their voice. Right. But but there's just a tendency for us to 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 grab hold of something and then just never let go. Mm -hmm. And th those are those are egregious. Those are egregious situations. But how many more of them are just, well, I just don't like what they said. So I'm never going to read anything else they wrote. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, you know, we're we're talking earlier about some people that we have met. You mentioned the person that you have met that was very gracious and, and you really enjoyed being with that person. Um, and, and I, you know, I can think of several people that I've been around that are just gracious and loving, you know, and, and accepting. Yeah. And that's, we, we preach about forgiveness and, but we don't offer it very much. We, we really don't. And so uh, I, I just, as the thinking about through this, I, I want us as believers in Jesus Christ, followers of him, that we would um, show that love and joy and peace and that we would show forgiveness like he did instead of trying to find fault and trying to knock each other down. Uh, to me, that's a big deal. Yeah. Have you, have you ever gone to a conference, Trent? You, I mean, you think you success. We think mostly uh, probably in the Christian world, spe um, preachers, speakers, and, and authors mm -hmm. probably uh, typically. Um, but have you ever been to a conference where you had to just by almost first sight, you decided you didn't like someone and you had to fight against that desire, that tendency just to be so critical about everything that came out of their mouth? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I have. Well, good. Cause I, I've not been that way. I wanted to talk. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it shows our, our critical nature and it shows our sinful nature. I mean, honestly, it was just let's just put it out there. It shows our sinful nature, and uh, and so so let's talk a little bit, Alan, about why is it that we are like that? I mean, you know, it is our sinful nature. We can say that for sure. But why are we so critical of others? And you know, I think one of the first things that I see a lot is just insecurity. Um, all of us deal with that, and uh, we we wonder. You know, why am I not getting those opportunities? And, you know, we're very insecure in our own, in our own skin. Yeah. Insecurity. How many times have we already talked about insecurity this year? 
Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's, it really is an epidemic in life as well mm -hmm. as in ministry. People are insecure. And mm -hmm. we are supposed to be anchored in our, our identity, supposed to be anchored in Christ. And I think a lot of times we have to ask ourselves, are we really doing that? Are we anchoring ourselves so much in our role or in our job that when someone has more success than us, it's a threat to our to our own security? You know, and you see that, you know, you see that in the business world, too. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you know, a young a young manager in an organization um, may look look at that person over them and try to try to show how they are better than that person through their through their critical maneuvering so they can have that person's job someday instead of recognizing the best way to move up through an organization is to make that person better and and to work with them and then that that is a better way and it's a proven better way but it goes against oftentimes the the sense of security um that we have in, in ourselves and so I think that is insecurity. Yeah. It, it robs us uh, everywhere we go. Yeah. And as you're saying that, Alan, I was thinking about one of my favorite authors, uh, Zig Ziglar. Um, he was he was a business speaker, but he was also a, a real denominational leader. Um, but he said that if you want to be successful, all you have to do is help enough other people be successful. And so what you just said, Alan, is so true. You know, the best way to move up is to help that guy over you to move up too and be the best support you can. And so, you know, we, we deal with insecurity, but we are secure in Christ. And because of that, we should be able to move forward without being critical. Second thing uh, I think it, it, it leads to when we are insecure, this may seem opposite of what you think but it makes us very self-absorbed we become a navel gazer and uh, which is a weird, weird picture <laughs> yeah, no doubt no doubt yeah it, it is the whether you want to call it the counter opposite or the the cir circular path that self-absorption takes it it, it, it it insecurity and self-absorption always work together mm -hmm. and so there's this sense where they they kind of one leads to the other and the other leads to the back to it and all of those things. But what happens is that we put the focus on ourselves. And again, that we, we, we go to a conference and we see ourselves up there. Um, and really what we're supposed to see is what does Christ have for me in this? What does God want me to learn from this? It's not about the other person either. Yeah. You know, and that we're, we're, we're asking the wrong questions, but why do we ask the wrong question? Because we're in this for what's what's in it for me, you know, right. and that's 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 what we want. I mean, you know, right now you and I are sitting here and it's it's March 10th. And normally by now there's a little thing going on called spring training. Mm -hmm. And that's not happening because there are two groups of people who are very much self-absorbed and can only think about what's in it for me and they can't find a way to work together. That's a great picture of how most of our world is right now and how tragically sad it is right now. And it's a picture of how oftentimes we get in our lives. Yeah. Well, and you're right. It is a tragic and a sad picture 
And it's really sad when followers of Jesus Christ look just like that. Um, and so that's we just want you to think through this and be, be aware of this. So we talked about that we can be insecure, which leads us to self-absorption. Uh, another thing is that sometimes, I, I've seen this a lot when you get, um, especially in proximity of you know different churches in that same area, um, we're afraid that's, that our people will like that other person better than they like us, right? Absolutely. Been there, been there, done that. You know, when I was in one of my churches, just uh, 20 minutes down the road was this little upstart church with this really cool pastor who would do things like skydiving and tell a story while he went skydiving or something like that. And his church was blowing up. And I think they have a, a, a church on Pluto now. Um, but, but, you know, that was Craig Rochelle and, and Life Church, and they've just uh, had an amazing ministry, and they're very innovative and very, very creative, and they do so many good things. But I'll, I'll, I, I will never forget how intimidated I was to sit there and watch that church uh, blow up overnight like, like it did. And, um, you know, I thought, oh, man, you know, if they see how cool, how cool that place is, why would they ever come to my church? But I will tell you, I've been on the other side of that too. Well, you think you're so, you think you're so hip, you know, mm -hmm. or, you know, I, I've been the guy that people have been concerned about too. Yeah. And it's, you know, we're not giving God enough credit that he would be able to use and he, that he in fact planted those ministries where he did with the people that he did. I mean, it's all for the glory of God and not for the glory of Trent or Alan or anybody else. Right. And, and you're so, going to reach people. I will never reach. And I'm going to reach people that you'll never reach. That's right. And that's we're right. supposed to reach every, every person we can reach. That's mm -hmm. what we want to do is just reach yeah. everyone we can. And some people have bigger spheres of influence than other people, but are you reaching everyone that's in your sphere? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and sometimes we're jealous of someone else, but we haven't, we're not jealous enough to go through the, the trials that they've had to go through to get to the point that they're at, you know, and so we complain about them, but we don't want to have to deal with what they've had to deal with. So another thing, last thing on this list is that sometimes we, we do have a mistaken theology, and we've kind of hinted at this, um, about that God being in control and able to defend him, himself. What do you think, Alan? Yeah, this is, a, I think this is important. You know, we, we see so much today of people's wanting to draw a hard line in the sand on so many things. And some of those, look, we need to have lines. I, I am not someone who believes you should just be a free-for-all out there. But at the end of the day, I have to remember that, that God has already won the war he can win any battle he wants to win because he's already won the war. And he did not put me here to win his battles for him. He put me here to, to show his and demonstrate his love and share his message, not to win his battles for him. He can take care of himself. He is God. Yeah. And yeah, we're, and we are not, <laughs> you know, that's, we have to be reminded of that. I agree, Alan. You know, and just lastly, I, I guess one of the things 
that I've thought about lately, and I've, I've actually heard some other people talk about this, is um, giving others the benefit of the doubt. Mm. Um, you know, we, uh, we judge ourselves by our, our intentions, not by our actions. We, we judge others by their actions and not their intentions. And uh, we, all, we also believe that everybody else has an evil plan um, <laughs> that they're trying to accomplish. And, and uh, so we judge them based on that and, or based on somebody's social media post. Um, and so I guess I would, I would like to encourage you, if you're a, a ministry leader, to, to give others the benefit of the doubt. That God's big enough to love and use them just as he is with you as well. That's a, gr that's a great word. Give them the benefit of the doubt. And, you know, we, we also need to remember that when we jump in on some other people's critiques, that we, we are critical natures, that we can actually be jumping into the enemy's plan and his playbook rather than God's playbook. Yeah. Good word. I don't want to be on Satan's team. I want to be on Jesus' team. So, yeah, I hate being on losing teams. This is why it's frustrating <laughs> being a Cowboy fan some days. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, buddy, yeah, it's it's all it's March Madness time. We got to start picking our teams that are going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, um, I, I I can guarantee you by the second game I will have a broken bracket. Yeah. You and me both, buddy. Well, as we talked about this, we just recognize, and we, Alan and I, we deal with a lot of pastors around the country, and we, and we just see this again and again and again, the critical nature that we have, and, and our culture, really, overall, not just in church circles, but overall, our culture has become very critical in the United States, and, and we don't want to look like that as followers of Jesus Christ. We're supposed to look different. And so think about this, um, you know, if you see this, don't jump in and be part of the critical spirit, uh, be part of the, of the peacemakers. Jesus said they were gonna be blessed, so we wanna be on the peacemaker side. So be reconciled. If there's a critical spirit, reconcile yourself to God, reconcile yourself to others, or reconcile to yourself. So we are grateful that you took time to listen to us today as we're kind of talking to really through just some things that are on our mind. We, we try to maneuver through um, these crazy times that we're in and we love talking with you and sharing with you. Uh, we'd love to hear some of your ideas or some of your feedback. You can uh, check out our notes to see how you can get in touch with us or go to our Facebook page. We'd love to connect. So anyway, thanks for taking time to listen to us and we look forward to having you back the next episode of the Enduring Churches Podcast.